Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Um, this is the next in the series of the interviews. Uh, you're here with Mr. Hello Sailor Effects himself, Joe. Say hi. Hi. Second time, second time. Technical issues started the, the first time. And me not being able to speak, uh, starting the intro for this one, but fuck it. You know, how's it going, man? I'm living a dream, mate, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's definitely a day. It's it's not sunny at all, but it's not raining, so I can be I can be positive about that. I reckon. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> now all this hot weather's gone, you can get back to some work. And That's it. Yeah. Sweating. Yeah, I've been bitching on the podcast for. Uh, probably a good two months that it's been too hot, uh, too hot to to hold a soldering iron, let alone do anything with it. Yeah, I've been killing myself soldering like like an absolute champ, absolute champ. I'm back on it now. I reckon I'm back on it. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's head straight into the podcast because we we have got like shit loads to get through today. Because. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a massive fan of your uh, massive fan of your stuff, and I follow you your uh, your Hello Sailor Effects stuff on Instagram and on eBay, as uh, <laughs> as my uh, my podcast uh, listeners might have heard last week. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, I appreciate it. I was shocked to hear uh, Hello Sailor Effects on our last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a you're a podcast listener yourself, aren't you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Always like to hear it, man. Uh, so do you want to do you want to give a little intro to yourself, a little kind of background to your uh, your musical journey, uh, and and how you kind of started with all that? Yeah, well, I, I did, we didn't really uh, do much with music itself until after I joined the navy, and um, I took my little brother, or I drew the short straw to take my little brother to a concert because my dad didn't want to go after he bought some tickets, and it was to go and see the coral. Oh, yeah. The proclaim was open for them, and they were fantastic. <laughs> and uh, do you know what? I sat there through the whole thing, like, I got a leg And there was a couple of lads on board me, me ship learning, so I just jumped in with that. And yeah. it's been a 15, 16-year love affair on and off since. Bang on. Yeah. Um, that, that, was, that was the initial, but then a few years later, I heard Free Live, Paul Kossoff playing BBC Live in Manchester. Clicking through the telly that was on, and oh my God, what a tone. And that, that, that put me onto a whole new world of blues rock, and I'm pretty much addicted to it since. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about like Britain in the 60s and 70s. There was something magic in that water, weren't there? Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And that music is just it's infectious. I mean, so much so, I... Uh, I went on to play in my then the ship I was on then in their band. Maybe six months after picking the guitar up again, I wasn't very good. But um, we did our first gig in Valencia in an Irish bar, and I don't even think I could string the first A chord together. That few too many beers, like. <laughs> so that's pretty rock and roll, though, man. Like within six months playing your first gig, and it not just being any old gig. It's it's in Valencia. Nice. Yeah, it was surreal. I mean, the bar was really good. They put on free sangria for the lads, and they must have had. I mean, health and safety must have 
when they shut that place down, there's that many people crammed in here, you know? It's like 180 sailors or whatever. Well, hey. <laughs> Fantastic yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think the guitar tone was terrible. The playing was terrible, but it was a good night. I think it went straight into the PA. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> That's that's uh, that's never a good uh, good sign, that is, is it? Oh no, I don't think anyone really noticed that. Everyone's too drunk. That, well, at least the sangrias were flowing, eh? It's... <laughs> Make it bearable. That's it. So from there, uh, where did where did the kind of the love for for guitar tone and and the effects come in? Well, shortly after that, I decided that if I'm gonna play music, I've got to have a proper amp. So I bought myself a tiny tether. As you do, good yeah, orange, yeah. fantastic amp. But uh, using it on a warship, it, it got battered pretty, pretty quick, um, physically and through the power supply, and it, it broke. And I thought, I'm not paying to get it fixed because I'm cheap. So I, I cracked out the multimeter off one of the other lads on board, taught myself how to use it, and uh, set about fixing that. And during that, I was thinking, I'm building myself an amp. I'm, I'm building myself a point to point beast of a booty camp <laughs> and then yeah I thought maybe I'll build a pedal first get into it and then one pedal turned into two and then two turned into three and I still haven't got round to that amp maybe someday that's the age old uh, the age old story that is isn't it literally every every pedal guy that I've uh, that I've interviewed on this and every guy who mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to about it as well it's literally like you just make that one pedal. You think, yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just make the one, and then it doesn't stop. It doesn't. No, and and I've come to realise that amps are for clever people. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot involved there. Yeah, I mean, the, the most that's going to be going through a, a a pedal is probably like eighteen volts, whereas an amp yeah. is is human stopping voltage, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not one of these. Like earlier on today, I uh, I was trying to find out a fault in a pedal, and I was just touching bits to see if uh, see if I could bridge gaps. <laughs> that shit ain't yeah. gonna happen if I'm uh, if I'm building an amp. It's not gonna happen twice at least, anyway. No, definitely not. Especially not from one of them big caps inside there. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. me. Yeah, it's probably yeah, a good I'm, idea that I'm not not building amps. I still think I'm gonna do it one day, but just not yet. That's it. That's it. Well, so let me yeah, know. So- yeah, let me know. From... Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, so Hello Sailor come about because uh, on one of my deployments, I got really drunk and I got a tattoo on my shoulder, which is like the Hello Sailor effects badge. So, Hello Sailor, a bit of a joke. And uh, when I was looking for a pedal company name or just something to identify my pedals with, it, it made sense. You know, I, th- I thought a few edgy names like Sailor's Grave or, or Warship Effects or something like that. But then yeah. I thought, you know, it's not very personal or tongue-in-cheek, so yeah. Hello Sailor. I, I love the, uh, the the whole kind of aesthetic behind the, the Hello Sailor thing. It's like you say, it's it's not it's not so um, kind of edgy or serious. It's it's almost kind of light-hearted and yeah, which I think is is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I just, I like the whole concept of it. You know, it fitted in with the, uh, the military theme about being too military. And also, I really like tattoos and I like the aesthetic of tattoos. It's art in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I always thought, what would I want on my pedal board? And at the beginning, 
all I ever wanted was a blue LED on every bed I had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. Sounds good. Yes. Love it. But yeah, I went on from there just to, you know, I had a few decals. I started out, I think, originally with pinup girls. That was my thing. Yeah. Um, I made a few fuzz faces, call them doll face, fuzz face up. Well, I mean, you weren't particularly good at first, but um, you, you get an idea of what um, of what works and what doesn't work, and then, yeah, it's all that evolved from that. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a really like you say it's 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 really unique and it's a really kind of a really strong aesthetic to the uh, the Hello Sailor range. And we'll have a we'll have a little bit of a um, a chat more into that a little bit later. Um, so uh, Hello Sailor effects building effects pedals. Uh, if I was a customer, how how would that work for your uh, for your stuff? Because it's not it's not just a case of um, off the off the shelf stuff and. You've got lines of stuff, is it? It's slightly different. Yeah, um, basically, I'm, I like to be individual, so I don't really have two pedals that are ever the same. I mean, it might be the same artwork, but different layout, different pedal. So to start off, when someone says, can I just have a standard, say, cost-off drive, there is no really standard. There's a standard circuit. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if, if it's not on my reverb shop and you want it, then best is just get in touch let me know what ideas you have. And then from there, we sort of talk about what, what add-ons is like. You, you know, you could have a boost on there. You could have a switch to put the boost before the pedal or after the pedal. You could have a delay. Um, you know, we talk through all that. We price it up the side because I hate the thought that my pedals are going to be really, really expensive. I try and keep them to the bare minimum of cost. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I mean, I have built really large ones. There's a guy uh, or an artist, Everything Joseph, who got one called the Thunder Child. It is absolutely massive. It's, you know, it's a boost into a point-to-point tube screamer, into a distortion, and then into an active EQ. It's a massive. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and he makes that thing sing. I mean, he's a metal player. It's completely not my style of music. But he got in touch and he said, you know, I've had this idea. I'd like this. And we tweaked it and we talked about it. And then... Um, we built up the concept over time. He sent me a couple of artworks. We picked one that would stand out on the pedal. And and that works for me from everything from the cheapest anchor drive at £70. Yeah. And we, we'll go through all that same process and, and either add-ons or no add-ons. And, you know, no, no order is any more important than the last. So I get just as excited about making a £70 anchor drive, as you know. Yeah, than, yeah. Than the biggest pedal ever. It, it's all cool and you know i try and accommodate any idea that i can yeah yeah and that that's pretty much where we go and it, i mean the options can be a bit daunting so you know there's there's clip and diode switches for certain pedals there's you know dual pedals there's a foot switchable effects loop there's you know dual volume controls foot switchable volume controls fat switch for the input <sighs> We could we could go on forever. You can dream it up. I'll try and make it if it's if, if it's within my reach. Bearing in mind that I'm I'm not the most clever guy in the world. Absolutely preaching to the choir here, man. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to make some digital masterpiece like Chase Bliss. You know that. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the digital brain analog heart. That's not me. Yeah, I'm probably the engineer. It will hit it harder with a spanner if it doesn't work. You know. Absolutely. However, yeah, absolutely bang on. 
So it's basically email tennis at first, and then we come up with a, a price, uh, a circuit, an artwork, colour, you know. I mean, I've recently made one that went out to Singapore at um, a cost-off drive. He wanted it big and he missed Nitro to match his, his guitar, yeah. which was a Colin. Absolutely fantastic guitar. And that's gone out there to him. Um, yeah, so it's whatever you want. Absolutely just amazing. Just that, that the kind of personal touch behind it. Uh, and the fact that no two pedals will be the same is just it's a it's it's a refreshing take on it uh, because you get so many uh, like even even the the small kind of boutique manufacturers will just churn out the same uh, they'll they'll churn out a batch of of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, and it's, there's definitely a place for that. If you look at my yeah. pedal board, I got maybe two two of my pedals, and then the rest are pretty pretty manufactured pedals, but. Yeah, yeah. But also, we just want something that no one else is ever going to have, you know? That's it. The the personal touch. Yeah. That That's definitely uh, that's definitely Hello Sailor Face. Um, okay. And just just while we're here, if if you haven't already, listeners, just go over to Instagram and, and, and check out some of the, uh, some of the just amazing aesthetics and the amazing... Uh, work that goes into some of those pedals because I mean for for me I, I've 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 got Instagram lot full of um, full of just different pedal manufacturers and, and and people and these these are pedals that stand out to me. So the reason why we're doing this interview is because those pedals they are just like you say something new and something different. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had so many different design ideas that are interesting. Um, I had a guy, well, one of my mates called Steve. He, he's, a, he's a big Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah. And he, he wanted a tube screaming out of Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> so we painted it white and blue with the badge on the front and, you know, vintage styles and all that. And that, and that just sparked the whole anything's possible, you know? Yeah. Um, but so you, you've, you've got that kind of, um, that unique... Um, unique spin on on all, all of your circuits, but there's this kind of like those stock options as well. You've got you've got yeah. um, a, a bunch of kind of set um, set pedals, kind of as a template. So just kind of off the top of my head, uh, you've got the anchor drive, which um, we'll we'll have a little little uh, little chat about in just a second because I've you actually sent me through one of those, and I've uh, I've had a chance to to try that. Uh, the broadside, which I mentioned on uh, last week's podcast as well. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? We've got the Kossoff Drive as well. Yeah, I also do one, the Full Head Fuzz, which uh, never really got off the ground. Hmm. It's, um, I sent one to a band called Sander and the Peace Pirates. They got in touch through Instagram. They like one of my designs. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive fan of Sander and the Peace Pirates. Their first album is just phenomenal. Um, it's, it's blues rock heaven, and the guy is playing guitar with one hand. I mean, I can't even play with two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have days like that. <laughs> yeah. it's, kind of, um, it's just got like a, a hook with a plectrum on for his, for his yeah. uh, picking hand, and he is fantastic. Keith, there's two brothers actually, but yeah, Keith's the, the, the lead guy. And I sent them out a pedal, and he loved it. And then no one ever really ordered one, and, and I'm not a massive fuzz fan. Yeah, I, I just don't get on with it, um, so I do that as well. If anyone's interested, but, that's it. You know. It's it's temperamental, isn't it, Fuzz? It it can. It's so, 
it's to your own playing and your rig and your, your guitar and you know it may sound amazing for one person terrible for the next and, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've had a recent revelation with Fuzz because I, I based all my opinions on Fuzz with kind of cheap, um, kind of Chinese-made Fuzzies. And yeah. they're never any good. They are never no. any good. Like, <laughs> overdrives you can do, like Tube Screamer clones, some of the, like like we were mentioning before the cast, like the Moore one uh, is is quite good. The, uh, the Joyos is often seen as quite a like a brilliant uh cheap alternative but fuzz is one of those that it needs to be done right or it's it's wrong and it yeah exactly yeah and that's why people sort of seek out these booty transistors and, 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 that's it. and all sorts of stuff to make it that's it yeah. finding the effect the tone of different types that's a can of worms we don't want to get into well, that's it. I mean, because uh, again, with like with fuzz, there's there's so few components usually as well. Yeah. So it can't be you. you it can't be a, a myriad of different things that are going going uh, going one way or the other with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's weird because fuzz is very similar to, to treble boost, and I love the range master. I do a range master as a standard uh, pedal, but with a three-way bright switch, if you like. Yeah. And, them things are fantastic. I mean, I, yeah, I, I love them. And I, I, I find it hard to believe that there's anyone without one on the board. It's just that good. It's just, I've not had a bad thing said about uh, a range master that I've made, which is surprising, really, because, you know, you always send the pedal to someone somewhere and it doesn't fit with their rig. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This one, as long as it's first in the, in the signal chain, you can't go wrong with one. They yeah. are, and, and they're very similar to Fuzz. There's a few part count that circuits are very similar circuit. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know why I got on with Treble Boost the first time. <laughs> yeah. one, of the, one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, so the, the broadside I was mentioning last week, actually, uh, being this, this kind of strange concept, um, being like an underdrive. Yeah. Um, well, it come from a, last year. I spent nine months out in the Gulf, and while I was there, there's you know on a warship, there's not a lot to do with your spare time. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, the drink, go to the gym, or watch TV. You know, they're in a lot in between the action. So um, I got really addicted to that pedal show. I must have watched every episode that them guys have put out 150 times. You know, I'm a massive fanboy, and on one episode, they used a, I believe, an SD1 to as an underdrive. You know, to to clean up. A single channel driven amp. Yeah. So, like my old tiny tether, for example, I wish I'd done home when I had it. I think you could set a node right to low and clean it up. That's a fantastic idea. And I thought, well, how can I use this myself? And so that's that's how the broadside come about. To, um, I, I looked at the circuit quite a bit recently, and it's actually very close to one of the little JHS pedals. It's not the same. Yeah. But there's the same parts, just. The input's configured quite a bit differently. But, yeah, um, so it come about through that. And I actually, if uh, if Dan and Mick are listening, probably not, I actually got in touch with them because when I was uh, when I first come back, I made a broadside out of a um, 4.5-inch cannon round that I got that was shot from the ship during my deployment. And I thought, you know what, I can't sell it. What am I going to do with it? I did end up selling it. But I thought, I'll give it to them guys, seems as they inspired it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm like... A, 
I don't know, a Marine FC to their Barcelona. So I weren't even on the radar. <laughs> Fire them a message on Instagram, but it must have got lost in the sea. Yeah, 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 that's it. I mean, I imagine they get, get so much. Oh, God. I mean, they must get so many contacts or questions. or So I definitely weren't offended, but it did make them this uh, this broadside. And it was a, it's actually gone to uh, Everton Joseph, who's the guy who bought the Thunder Child. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't pass it up anymore. I've got to have it. Fair play, man. Fair play. Uh, so, like Lock, I'd mentioned a little bit earlier as well, uh, you sent through uh, an anchor drive for me to try. Um, which yeah. like huge thanks uh, for you to do that. Um, but I, I had a little crack at that this uh, this week, uh, and it's a fantastic pedal, phenomenal, just like oozes quality. Um, and we, we were having a little bit of a chat about it, weren't we? About the kind of tonal characteristics of that. Um, and and to me, it kind of um, it reminded me. Um, like of a of one of one of the vintage Fender amps where you get that kind of that bass response that qu- can't quite deal with the the amount of bass going through it. Yeah. So you're getting so all I mean, of, all of the top end clarity, but then the 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 bass end it, it, it's almost like simulating a, a a speaker that's crapping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's like that lower end growl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Well, the anchor drive, I mean, with the one I say I knew, it's the two-knob version. So the, the third knob, because there's two gain controls, it's actually inside the pedal. Yeah. So just in that inside the pedal thing, you can get everything from always on, no volume boost, no, and just sounds better, make good at it, if you like. Pedal. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much what I, I, I mean, I use an EP boost for that. It, it, it never goes off, but if someone turns it off, it's like, eh, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah where's my sound gone? And that's it. Yeah. So you can set it like that, or or you can turn it up. I mean, my mate Steve's got one on his board, and he he has the inside gain control, which is on the outside for his pedal, all the way off, and then the other gain control right away up. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he uses that for sort of Led Zeppelin crunch, you know? Yeah. And it, you know when someone's just in sync with the guitar, and he makes that thing absolutely sing. And I'm playing my one, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, where are those notes here? Why can't yeah. I do that? So it's basically two MOSFET gain stages um, and they feed into a master master volume and I tried adding loads of other stuff to it and, and taking stuff. And you know, the more you add to a pedal, uh, every time you add something, you kind of take something away from what was amazing in the first place. Yeah, yeah. You add a tone control. Uh, I think initially I used like the big tone control that everyone uses and it, it just it lost a little bit of something. So I thought, Do you know what, we'll just use that as it is in your face, turn it on, whack, you know. Yeah, so that's how that one uh, come about. Yeah, we were talking about um, that that similar kind of thing with a, a, a tube screamer variant that you're um, that you're doing as well, didn't we? Yeah. yeah so uh, it's a point-to-point tube screamer variant, and I think um, it's it's got a really low low volume output. I mean, it's it's not Unity; it's above Unity. Yeah. You have to really crank it round to get it. To, to up the volume, but it just sounds so good. And and I think, I mean, obviously I'm biased, <laughs> but I was going to put like maybe an LPB at the end of it, like a linear power booster circuit at yeah, the end yeah. of it, just to give it a little volume boost um, so then you can get more out of it. But it just changed the sound. And it wasn't, I mean, right now it's clear as a bell. If you put it next to a, one of the other tube screamer pedals I do, 
it just it just sounds more open for lack of a better way. I know I'm using tone words as such, which mean nothing. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah like, it means nothing to the the average Joe. But you say it to a guitarist, and they're like, "Yes, yes, yeah, that's I mean, exactly." I mean, you strum a chord on it, and it's just clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, uh, that's the, uh, yeah, the the drawback sometimes of the tube screamer, isn't it? That it's uh, it's yeah. the mid the mid hump, but the sacrifice sacrifice of the of the definition of the night. But then that sometimes that mid hump in some situations can be fantastic. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I, mean, I was, yeah. I was uh, telling you at the podcast how I use a um, uh, a more green mile as a as a solo boost, and it is exactly for that. Because I don't, yeah. I don't care if I've got that top end bite, because it's it's like pushing all of that mid range out so that you can hear exactly every note that I'm playing for for better or for worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, it also highlights every mistake that I make as well. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It forces you to be a better player, which is unfortunate sometimes. Yeah. Certainly, in my case, I'm definitely an engineer rather than a guitar player. But it's it's all about enjoying the uh, enjoying the experience as well, isn't it? And if oh, yeah. if you've got that next pedal that will inspire you to to pick up your guitar and just play it, then it is it's worth every penny. Well, I completely add that with my range master. I I spend you know when when you think you're just going to try a pedal out. And then three hours later, you're like, "Oh God, where's the time gone?" Yeah, that's it. I should, yeah, I should have gone to bed uh, like at least two hours ago, and it's it's now morning. What's going on? Like, yeah. Whereas usually for me, I'll play a pedal for a bit and I'll go, "Wonder what it looks like inside." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's the engineer's uh, affliction. That is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, opening them up before you before you even plugging them in. There's nothing worse than opening up and finding it's not through all like yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's like like seeing seeing a girl who's like absolutely supermodel beautiful, and you get closer <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, oh actually, no, yeah. it's like that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, even better when you're opening one up and it's got crazy oversized components that are unnecessary but look cool that's that's absolutely bang on and and your uh your pedals do do have a lot of that kind of vintage vibe to them don't they where it's yeah. as beautiful inside as it is outside well i, I like to uh I'm, i like i like to look inside pedals so i want my pedals to look good inside as well yeah but not only that i mean i find point to point is, is easier to do compared to uh aero board yeah mean, we were speaking before about about you know i my sight isn't the best, but am I putting in a second hole down on it? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I, I've, I've tried my hand at Vero, but um, yeah, I much prefer to use yeah, point to point. It's, it's easier to see. Yeah, I was I was wondering if it was a uh, an aesthetic thing or if it was practicality. And yeah, well, th- Also, I believe, um, I don't, how true, I don't know, uh, take a clever man than me, but uh, I believe it was mentioned on the Gatane's podcast that the old big muff circuits, the components were really bad, but the circuit layout was really good because it was larger and yeah. that affected, you know, the proximity to the other components. So so maybe there is something to the to the size of the, the board and and who knows. I mean I my ears aren't that good to hear that much of a difference. You know, I, I know what sounds good to me, but I, I'm I'm not that in tune with, you know, I, I probably couldn't tell if someone put 
a different voltage size capacitor in and it put or yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, really I think there's like ninety five percent of us out there who who can't tell that. Uh yeah. And yeah, I think our uh, our mutual friend Simon from uh, from JSA Effects is definitely one of that like five percent, or also known as my pedal guru. <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah, that's my Instagram feed. Pretty much, it's it's you guys, uh, and every every day I'm checking on it, and I always send a like your your way and his way because it's just it's. With with your stuff, it's so visually striking, um, both inside and out. I, I'm looking at it. I'm seeing these uh, these uh, turret um, turret boards and like um, the, the the massive, beautiful looking components. Uh, but with yeah. with Simon as well, he he always gives a story behind everything, and it's it, it's technically brilliant. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I was saying before, this horse whisperer pedal is literally on my pedal board. It had, it had Velcro on. He only sent me it to try out. It had Velcro on. It was on my board before I even got back to him. And then I messaged him and said, you know, what do I need to do to keep this pedal? Because in my mind, it ain't going back no matter what he said, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a formality pretty much that you're saying, yeah, well, what what, what do I need to? Yeah, because yeah. no, it's staying here. It is staying here. Yeah. It, was, it was a foregone conclusion. It was already mine. You know, I thought I'd, I'd message him and say, it, ma- "Make it formal." <laughs> yeah, I ended up sending him a cost-off drive, and uh, that was a naven experience because he's got such a good ear. ear. Yeah. I mean, he, he can. Well, I, you know yourself; he's uh, he's he's very tuned into what different. He knew a cost-off drive inside out just by plugging it in and playing. He knew how it worked, and you know, yeah, I I sent him the, the one with the full control on for bless. And he was like, oh, yeah, the bias control. No, he's straight in there. He knew. Yeah. I would, I would get up the tone stack and he's just got that ear for it, Annie. But it was really nerve-wracking because I thought, he's, he's a pedal builder himself. Yeah. I don't want to show him, but, you know, how will it stack up? You know, if he gets here, oh, it's a piece of crap, you know. That's it, you know, dashing your dreams there. Yeah, especially as he sent me a pedal and I, I, I plugged it in and was like, no, you know, that thing was my butt. He was happy with it, so... But he's one of these guys as well. If it if it was crap, he would he would completely like help you out and and tell you all the all the different ways to fix it and to make yeah, it that, that next level, wouldn't they? I'm I'm leaning on on him at the minute for uh, some tran- transformer knowledge because all my knowledge of transformers is a uh, transforming down 600 volt on bullet warship. That, that is absolutely unrelatable to a pedal. <laughs> but, um, I really, I really want to use small transformers on an anchor drive just to add transformer clipping. Um, whether it's possible or not, I don't know. But we're just, he's been giving me some pointers. And my main reason for wanting a transformer is because I think it's going to look cool as hell on the tag board. <laughs> There's pretty much no other reason. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've got my first, first couple of transformers in that I'm going to start playing with. Uh, and actually, he's, he's been helping me with. Uh, I, I've got a real problem with my range master having to go first in the circuit. Yeah, yeah. It really annoyed me. So I'm thinking about using a transformer as an inductor to to um, simulate the pickups because yeah. he likes to see the pickup impedance. So um, he, he's been helping me with that, and maybe I can come up with something um, that that can go in front of that circuit, so we can have a range master that goes after your compressor or after your whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's there's a few uh, a few guys. Uh, Stuart Tate's uh, one who who uses the uh, uses the transformer in that way, isn't he? Um, I think it's his um, his raise the dead circuit. The the one of the latest revisions of it uh, yeah. did that for exactly uh, that yeah. reason. Uh, but I know that uh, I know Simon's a a huge advocate of the uh, of transformers just in general. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and it's it's properly inspired me to look into it. You know. Yeah, uh, and I think on a large tag board inside that is going to look better than than anything I could put on the outside of an enclosure. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's. Uh... We've we've kind of veered off track, and I love absolutely <laughs> love the fact that we have. Um, but let's let's kind of have a chat about the 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 aesthetic of your pedals as well, because there's there's a really strong uh, really strong theme uh, going going that. Yeah, so. it's um, I've, I've always been interested in tattoos. I say always, probably before I joined the navy, and then when I joined the navy, it's kind of a tradition. Yeah. You know, there's been tattoos for certain things, you know, like a fouled anchor for crossing the Atlantic and, and stuff like that. And I really enjoy that side of things. So um, I just incorporated that with my pedals. And a lot of the first ones, and still a lot of the ones I'm doing now, are either tattoos that I've got myself or that a few of my friends have got or a few of my past shipmates have had or I've seen when I've been out and about the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I say, my logo is is a tattoo I've got on my shoulder. Recently, I've put out a few panther designs of a panther's face. That's actually one I got tattooed on my knee when we were in India. I was I was pretty drunk, and I was like, I want something <laughs> Indian with the panthers from India. Oh, good. Why my knee? I don't know, because it really is. But, um, yeah, so so that design's on a few pedals yeah. at the minute. Uh, and it's kind of just gone from there. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the uh, the the kind of the traditional um, tattoo style um, that that comes along with your pedals. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unique, isn't it? Yeah, there's 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 a real kind of strong strong traditional um, tattoo style that that kind of is uh, it it really kind of ties in the 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 naval theme as well with the the pinup girls and the yeah and I. I, yeah. I yeah, I'm loving the fact that the uh, the tattoos are, are, are things that you've actually got on yourself as well. I think that's a real another kind of step towards that personal touch. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I think tattoos are built to to shape around the body, and because they're they're meant to stand out in that form, they stand out really well on pedals. Yeah. It just seems to fit. So um, yeah, and also. Uh, you can have anything. I mean, people, I've got a guy now who's bought two anchor drives with a delay in the same enclosure. He's bought himself one um, and his kid's one for his birthday. And the both pictures on the front are pictures that his, his kid has painted. Oh. So, obviously, when he was younger, by, by the look of the pictures. But um, so we've got two dual pedals. Oh, it started out as an anchor drive idea. Yeah. Then we've added in the Bucket Brigade delay and, and he's got his own pictures on it, his own you know slogans and, and whatnot. So I'm sure they'll be coming out on Instagram soon with lots of pictures. But, you know, people can add their own personal touches as well. It's not just my, yeah, my yeah. personal touches with tattoo idea. It can be anything. Absolutely anything. Fair play. Uh, <laughs> and um, the one thing that kind of drew me initially to your pedals... Um, is the the kind of the color choice as well? Uh, there's so many vibrant colors that you use um, for your pedals, uh, but not only that. I, I mean, 
The, the, he's used to laugh that I've done a couple in, say, rose goals. I really like that colour for a while. Yeah, yeah. absolutely love rose gold because the artwork pops out. But then after a while, it's like, you know, I've done rose gold to death now. Let's move on. What yeah. else is there? And so, you know, and uh, my wife's really good. She'll come back with a different kind of spray paint that she's found out. We're like, oh, let's, let's try that, see what it's like, you know? Bang so, on. Uh, I'm looking Yeah. I, I think... Um, I, I keep referring back to everything Joseph. He's on like his fifth pedal from here, so, but he, he's gone with a red theme for most of us. So uh, he's done red to death. So I tend to stay away from red pedals at the minute. Um, yeah. The next one that we've coming out shortly is um, it looks amazing, and red was the, definitely the right color for it. But uh, I've, I've started looking into nitrocellulose finishes now. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got the order for the big burgundy mist um, Kossoff drive. And I thought, yeah, why not? Let, let, let's try it. And I, uh, I'm currently making myself a Telecaster in, in, in Sherwood Green. I thought, well, if I'm making myself a Telecaster, I'm having a matching pedal. Oh, of course, yeah, so, yeah. So, of course, if people have got their favourite guitar that they have a, a nitro colour on that they want to match it, I'll I'll buy the colour and I'll make them a pedal the same colour as their favourite gear. It's wow. absolutely doable. And you were, you've, you've also kind of experimented with... Um along the kind of guitar guitar finish line you've experimented with like uh color over color and relicking and and stuff like that as well yeah. I, there was a guy on instagram um i don't want to say his name just in case he doesn't want to read out but he's got a huge guitar collection and i mean custom shop vintage vintage amplifiers all sorts i mean you, you probably know who i'm talking about and he ordered it or he, he put on a picture of this beautiful pink over the top of Sonic Blue um, Stratocaster that, that was relic to death and, and it just looked amazing it was a, it was this pin-up rig it went with a pin-up amplifier and I said that's a great concept for a pedal and he said right let's do it so we went for a cost-off drive in, in, in Sonic Blue with, with Shell Pink over and I relicked it to the same sort of relicking as the guitar as well so not too over the top but not not you know pristine Yeah. and uh, and come up with this pin-up pinup girl for the front of it we called it like the pinup blues pedal and it was sort of based on the old um uh maybell bomber sort of i mean if people google that they'll be able to see the sort of design idea for the writing and stuff we spent forever trying to get the right front and i think even to this day i didn't get it perfect but we got it close yeah. maybe two weeks on the phone just batting ideas about that was a real real fun build to do and because i was trying to match it to his gear it made it a bit you know a bit interesting and and so that's all, and I love relic guitars. So for me, I, I do love a relic finish. And I know people people don't get along with it for whatever reason. Yeah, it's a, it's a know, divisive one, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like Marmite. You either you either love the relics or you hate them. There's there's kind of no middle ground with it. Yeah, and I think with using the nitrocellulose lacquer, um, the next step will probably be to add some checking to it. So, oh yes. You know, if if we dry out the lacquer enough, if I put that in the freezer and take it out really quickly. It's not going to be this spray can, you know, cold checking of cracking. I'm going to get some lines going down it because metal contracts a fair bit. Yeah. It won't take long to get that. So maybe I can I can do some clear coat relicking uh, with checking and have no actual relicking on there. It's just because that checking is cool. Itself. You know, that, that's so authentic and, and you know, just pure itself. Yeah, that's uh, that's vintage, that is, isn't it? That's, that's like 50s Strat style. I bet your missus is going to love you with... Like pedals in the in the phrases. No, no. 
you know, she pretends that she's all right with it, but secretly I think she wants to kill me with all the... I mean, I'm looking at our dining room now and there's bits of pedal quite a lot over the place. Shit, man, you don't, you don't have to tell me. I've, I've got, like, our kitchen windowsill is just... It, it used to just have, like, like bowls and stuff on it. Now it's just pedals on top of... Because like, I, I dry them on top of coffee jars so that they're not touching anything. So I've got, like, yeah. all of these coffee jars with <laughs> with pedals laying on top of them. Yeah, I'm the same. I can't help it. It's, it's, it's the problem being a, being a pedal guy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think in, in a way, when I was on, on board my last ship, I had my own workshop. That was full of it, and not everyone was scared to touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I move this to get a screwdriver? Yeah. 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 Touch and go. Yeah. yeah, can you do it kind of snaking your arm around three different drawing pedals? <laughs> yeah. well, I think the next stage for me, maybe, is to do one to match my Les Paul, you know, like a... It's sort of yellow and now, so a creamy yellow with a checking because mine's checked to death. So like, that could be a, a next step maybe for myself. It's a beautiful Les Paul as well, that is. Just for our listeners, uh, what um, what year, what type, what? Oh, it's, a, it's a Les Paul custom white. Well, it's not white anymore, it's yellowy. It's, it's a 98, which isn't really that old, but I bought it when I was out in Dubai. Uh, my wife flew out for two weeks. Uh, mid-deployment stand-down, so we had a bit of a two-week holiday. And it saved all this money. Paid for our wedding, we saved all this money because I was away, um, not enjoying life. So for thought, right, these two weeks, we're, we're living the dream. And there was a guy selling one on my day version of uh, Gumtree, a, a Les Paul custom. And I was really in the market for a guitar, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go and check it out. So me and my wife go to this uh, this hovel of a building. I mean, she wouldn't even go inside. It was that horrible. And uh, this guy brought me in. There's about 10 people living in a half a room, you know, and yeah. he really needed the money. And he pulls out this case, this brown Gibson case, and opens it. And it was like, you know, the ray of sunshine. Like, oh, like I see, like, Pandora's box. Oh, yeah. just... The guy had it set it up with, you know, uh, Seymour Duncan distortion pickups. It was set with, you know, drop tuning and, and some horrible... Do you know what? I can't remember what the bridge was, but I know I had graph tech, graph tech saddles on, and I'm, I'm a vintage guy, so that was no good for me. Yeah. But as soon as I held it, it had a bit of weight to it, and it was nice, and it was worn to the back of the neck. Looked like someone had been playing this their whole lives, you know. It was really worn in, and um, and anyway, he was like, he was. I battered them down to a good price in the end. Anyway, uh, to, long story short, and uh, and he was saying, you know, look after my baby. So it really is is yeah. pride and joy. And uh, as soon as I got it home because obviously it's, it's really hot and humid out there. As soon as I got it home, it just checked, like, you know, straight away. Like, brilliant. Now yeah. it's even better. That's um, it, icing on the cake. Yeah, I, and I, I snapped the headstock <sighs> stupidly. I stood it up when I was uh, when I was travelling. I think I was getting a coach somewhere. I can't remember where. Anyway, and someone went past with a pram and nudged it and it fell over. <sighs> oh, God. It wasn't actually snapped off. It was split, but I, uh, I yeah. took it to steam. Manchester Guitar Tech, I don't know if you've heard of him, oh. absolute wizard. And, and he glued it all back together, and that sounds better than ever has. Yeah. So uh, we've been through a lot, me and this guitar. They say that though, didn't they? They say that the uh, Snap gets some head socks that are glued properly. Yeah. have Because they have a bit more mass to them then, and it's it, it kind of adds to the resonance as well. Yeah, well, I don't know whether it was the setup before that or, and he did install a new bone nut, which probably had more to do with uh, the change in sound. But now, 
the thing just resonates even more. Yeah. Like, you know when you strum a chord and you can feel it shake through your whole body. Yeah. So uh, you know you've got a good run, isn't it? Oh yeah, and of course I uh, I added a set of Monty's paths in there to get rid of the Seymour Duncan, and I went for a Faber um, Faber bridge as well in in relic gold, and that, that just and a lightweight tail piece. I thought if I'm changing the bridge, might as well get the whole hog, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was going to change the wiring harness in it and that, but it had uh, CDS pots and orange drop caps. The guys obviously looked after it to his yeah, own yeah, side. Yeah. I mean, so. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's the guitar that I'll be buried with. I think that's that's the one, you know. Yeah, I know exactly. So, I, uh, I don't. I I can I can empathise with the feeling, but I can't because I've got I've got I've at last count probably about fourteen guitars. So, <laughs> that's so a yeah. Lot yeah, I mean my my uh, my Les Paul was was a really similar story. Um, I actually bought it off one of my mates, but. Like he he'd used it really like it it was his his baby for like probably about six years that I'd I'd known him with this this Les Paul, um, but it it tore out all of the the Gibson electronics and put EMGs in it. So oh man, um, but like there's there's this beautiful um, like buckle rash on the back of it as well. Like the the entire back of it is absolutely shagged. Like it's yeah. like all of the the nitro has gone kind of knobbly, and there's there's bits where it's worn down to the to the mahogany, and it's just yeah. like it's got it's got so much character, and that, and that's better. I mean, people always say if you show me a collector's grade instrument, it's not you know it's something that hasn't been played or it hasn't been worth playing or it's yeah yeah well that's it isn't it you know them old what is it the Stradivarius yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the more they're played the better if you leave them. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the same thing. I've even heard of people resting up against the, the telly or, or what have you because the vibrations are travelling through the guitar and all sorts of stuff. And whether that helps or not, I don't know. Maybe it should move the guitar, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I trust it next to the TV just in case it does fall. Yeah, I mean, that's my only guitar. Fair you know, enough. I'm building a telecaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually got this because uh, I used to have a limited, you know, the old ESP limited with yeah. the MGs in the black one, and that was a piece. That yeah. thing played like button, but uh, that's a whole other story. I woke up after the weekend out uh, out on the piss with that in bed with me, and God knows um, <laughs> how much it was. <laughs> but yeah, it, it found its way into your life. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, so most of my pedals have been tested with humbuckers because I've got a Les Paul with humbuckers, yeah. which is why I'm uh, I'm looking at the telly now, just to give myself a bit of variety to, um, to maybe tune to different pickups. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. having uh, that single and uh, the the tellies as well, uh, the the a real uh, real distinctive character with the single cores. Uh, but you're yeah. you're having a P90 in the neck of yours as well, aren't you? As well, which that was just to try a different pickup as well. Yeah. Because now I've got I've got the single coil uh, telly and, and the single coil P90 just as a bit of variety, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm got... going to put a, a metal surround, a nickel surround for the P90. I'm going to relic that, and because it's going to be a relic, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Sorry, relic haters out there, but it's got to be. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they've probably switched off by now. To be honest, so we're all good. 
Well, at least me Gibson's a natural relic because it's been played to death. That's it. And, and you know it's a good one. You know it's a good one if it's uh, if it's got that wear in a in a kind of natural way. Yeah, that's the, that's the first thing that that, uh, that Manchester guitar tech fella said to me when he took out the case and looked at the back and he said, "Wow, this one's been played." Like, yeah, it has. that's <laughs> it. So, um, back onto back onto your uh, your your effects pedals. Um, we we mentioned about the. Uh, the the tube uh, tube screamer variant, which is kind of on the horizon, uh, is there any anything else coming up on the horizon for uh, for Hello Sailor effects? Uh, yeah, uh, I sent a pedal out to um, the Flip and Flippers podcast. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To, to well, they they actually it was Paul. He got in touch with me and he said, you know, I really like the look of your stuff. Uh, we do that pedal thing. Um, would you be interested? I said, yeah, so uh, I was going to send them an anchor drive and um, and one thing led to another. And the, one, of, one of my mates, Anjiv, um, uh, uh, Dave Rage off Instagram, does a lot of my uh, demos and stuff. Yeah. sent him an anchor drive and he was uh, he said, oh, I love, I love the lower gain side bit of it, but the higher gain uh, control isn't really my thing. So I thought maybe I'll, I'll change an anchor drive and put a different gain stage in there and see where we get. And I started playing and by the time I'd finished playing, um, we changed the MOSFET to a JFET and the, the pedal had changed completely different and it, it was a new thing so yeah. I said to the I said to Paul do you want to do maybe a competition someone can name this pedal whoever wins the competition I'll call every circuit that design that name from now on yeah. and then uh, and we can give it away to the winner you know so that, that was a nice little touch and we've had some real crazy uh, crazy answers and of course they had to be nautical feet yeah uh, my pedals so, yeah, uh, in keeping. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was nice of him to get in touch because you know he's half the world away. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I love their podcast as well. I, I think they're um, the, the flipping flippers. I, I really like those guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot of podcasts, but they're, they're one of them that I do follow. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, they're, they're more. It, it's it's sort of down to way of chatting as to as opposed to a formal podcast. Yeah, it's 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 uh, two guys hanging out essentially. Because it, it used to be um, uh, Paul and um, Escobar, was it? Oh, I don't know. I I, I only listened to it when Cope. Oh, yeah, Cope and, yeah, um, yeah. They they had a little bit of a hiatus and then come back with Kai. Um, yeah, I. I, I I, I dig that vibe of podcast because I mean, like you say, you're a, you're listening to ours, and that's that's pretty much what we do as well. It's yeah, it's very, I, I almost feel like I know you yeah. without actually knowing you, you know, just from listening. So yeah, it's mental, absolutely mental. But it's, it's such is the the way of technology in the world these days, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. So I send them out that circuit anyway, and they um, they've said I, th- I think it's almost almost competition time now, so they're gonna. Choose the name themselves. Oh, are they? And that's who's going to be the new one, and that's going to be my new design. So there'll think, be a few of them on there. Fingers crossed. I think I think I did. Uh, I, I put one in. I, I'm just going to make make sure. But I uh, I threw in the deep sea driver. Thought that <laughs> that was quite yeah. quite cool. I'll uh, I'll try and nudge them for it. <laughs> yeah, just get your bids in now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Throw in another yeah. couple while I'm there. 
I mean, there was a lot of semen, semen ones. Oh, of course around. there is, yeah. I'm surprised that my brain didn't jump instantly to that, to be honest. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> but yeah, that one's in. That one's going to be the next, the next uh, big thing. And of course, the anchor drive. We're trying to add in an extra stage of a uh, uh, transformer clipping. That, yeah. that, I think that's going to be my next, my next uh, mainstream circuit design. And then I'm going to play with the uh, with the range master. Yeah. Try and try and see if I can get that. With the ultimate goal of being, I'm going to have a, a, a germanium range master going into a silicon range master with a dual foot switch, so you can have them both on because the transformer will simulate the pickups for the second circuit. So Bang on. That's me. I think that might be my next uh, my next pedal on my board. Maybe if, if the ultimate off. range master. Yeah. What's better than one range master? <laughs> yeah, bang on, absolutely. I mean, it's, that's my uh, my thought process with guitars, and it's it's not done me wrong yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I'm not doing that, but I think my wife will kill me. Yeah, that's it. It's it's tempting fate with all the the pedal enclosures, law innovate, isn't it? So uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do one one final question. I think I think I might have done this with uh, another couple of the pedal guys, but it's a, it's a it's an awesome uh, an awesome question. Uh, desert island pedals. So <laughs> three pedals that you can take on a de- desert island. This hypothetical desert island, for some reason, has got unlimited power, and you've got an amp, and and your your Les Paul uh, uh, all all of a sudden there. But you've you've only got three pedals to choose from. Oh, this is this is a real, real simple thing for me. The amp is going to be amazing, so I'll have reverb, reverb. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So range master with a fat switch. Probably, I mean, I think I'd probably go for the analog man, uh, Bob Bob. That's a range master type thing. If money's no object and availability. Or yeah. you know, definitely that. And then into a uh, just a, a standard blues driver, boss blues driver. Fantastic pedal, do anything with that. And then uh, the last one, I don't know whether it's a cheat or not, but uh, a Kingsley Maiden D preamp. Well, it's a it's a floor based preamp with yeah, a yeah. foot switch and the pedal. It runs off nine volts. Um, fair play. It, it's meant to simulate the dumble or I mean you do a Kingsley Maiden, which is a black base fender preamp. Yeah. That thing into the effects loop return of, of my amp is absolutely wonderful. And I think there's nothing you can't do with that. So, yeah, I think that's that's a winner. That is that's an absolute winner. No, yeah, no I nonsense. Mean, none of this modulation. None of none of this delay. Forget all of that nonsense. You just want good, solid, rocking time. I'm, I'm thinking Billy Gibbons, Eric Clapton, Ilya Clapton, and Paul Kossoff done everything with nothing. What more do you need? Maybe I mean, it'll make me a better guitar player. That's it. I mean, we were we were talking about. Um, Billy Gibbons the other day, weren't we on the uh, on Instagram? Oh, okay. After after having that little chat, I, I went on a on a ZZ Top kick. Just yeah. put Trey on braze on and just bliss, I, I absolute think bliss. Brown Sugar was one of them songs that you hear it and it's just like, oh god, life's never going to be the same again. What was that? That's it. You know, and that uh, that first album, it's just there, there is not a bad song on it. I mean, the guy can go with one guitar from polite and clean, cleanish, and the, to ultimate rock and in your face is just functioning in the chest type tone. It's fantastic. Bang on, yeah. 
we were talking about Billy Gibbons uh, on the last podcast, actually, because of his um, his pickups. Scrap pickup, yeah. I mean, I'm not convinced, but okay. <laughs> but you put it in the hands of Billy Gibbons, and it's going to be magical, isn't it? It's going to sound like Billy Gibbons, isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly. it. Yeah, you could put Billy Gibbons through any any amp and any any guitar. You could probably give him like a a fucking diesel. With uh, yeah. with some some kind of like BC rich, and he will still sound like Billy Gibbons. Yeah, I mean they're certainly not going to come out with a Seymour Duncan Joe Hello Sailor effects version of uh, pickups anytime soon. That will make you sound worse anytime you want. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. Oh, yeah. But, so, yeah. so yeah, I think that's uh, that's where we're going to wrap the podcast for for today. Um, is there anything that you want to want to plug while we're here? So definitely yeah. Instagram, everyone, stop what you're doing and get to the Instagram. Do that now. It's Hello Solo Effects at Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, just if anyone has got any even small concept idea for a pedal, please, please, please get in touch and let's see what we can come up with. No matter how outrageous, how crazy, or yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. I, I love a custom build, like something out of the ordinary that's really interesting. Let's do it. Bang on, and and also if you if if it's a case where you just can't wait but you want to get some of that Hello Sailor goodness, check out the Reverb store, but leave the eBay alone so I can at least get one of these fucking bits. <laughs> yeah, I think I might start a few bits today actually. Try and clear some stock to fund some more. Oh, more build. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Got no cash at the moment. Payday's come and gone. Yeah. Same. So yeah, um, standard fare with with me. If you want to catch me online, it's uh, Budget Pedal Chap Instagram, facebook.com slash Budget Pedal Chap. Catch me uh, and the podcast guys online at the Facebook group, which is, um, fuck, I forgot it now. It's uh, Guitar Groups and then it's um, Fret Talk Podcast. And that's pretty much us for this week. Uh, absolutely just thank you for, for coming on and just for the chat. It's been been absolutely amazing really enjoyed Thanks it and uh thank you thank you for the uh the instagram stuff as well it gets me through the day a lot of uh, a lot of times oh glad to hear mate anytime so from myself mr budget pedal chap from mr hello sailor effects it's gonna be really? a goodbye and good night tatty bye Cheers, mate. That flew by.